up, what up, what up? Ladies and gents, boys and girls, you are now tuned in to a brand new episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. I am your host with the most, the Hoods ESPN, Crystal Street's golden boy, Dre Day. What's up, what's up, what's up? This is episode 193, 193 of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast, and I just want to thank everybody for their support as usual. Keep it going, keep it flowing, you know what I mean? And uh, this episode here, it's going to be a short one. It's going to be a sh- it's going to be a short episode. I promise y'all it's going to be a short one. It's not going to be an hour. Um, it's going to be a short episode. And first off, I just want to start off by saying congratulations to former WNBA player, former UConn player, Renee Montgomery. Uh, if y'all don't know who she is, uh, she's a two-time WNBA champ with the Minnesota Lynx. Uh, she's a former all-star, uh, six woman of the year. And again, like I just said, she plays, she used to play with the Minnesota Lynx, uh, Connecticut, uh, Connecticut Sun. And, uh, I think those are the two teams that I could think of off the top of my head that she played for. But the reason why I'm congratulating her is because she is now the co-owner of the Atlanta Dream. Now, for those of y'all that was paying attention in the summer, you know, it was a lot of things going on with the Atlanta Dream. And one of those things was their owner. Their owner, who was a vivid Trump supporter, Kelly Loeffler, she was pressured into selling the team when she didn't want to support the WNBA players on racial injustice. So... With her not, you know, jumping on board with the WNBA players and more importantly, her own team, you know, you know, she was forced, you know, to sell the team. And what what made it even more beautiful was, you know, when she was a part of that, you know, Georgia, when she was a part of that Georgia, um, what was it? What was it? What was it? What was it? It just happened recently. The Georgia Senate runoff, you know, a lot of the WNBA players, but I'll not even say a lot, all of the WNBA players was in support of Raphael Warnock. And reason being was because a lot of a lot of the girls came together during the WNBA season, even though it was in a bubble and they was wearing vote Warnock, basically saying F you. We don't care if you're a WNBA owner. We're not siding with you. We're siding with Raphael Warnock. And basically, he wound up winning the Georgia Senate runoff um, earlier this year. But again, congrats to um, Renee Montgomery. She becomes the first player to become an owner and an executive of a WNBA franchise. So we def I de- I definitely want to congratulate her on that, but she but she she she's been she's been speaking truth, and she's been speaking truth to power because she sat out last year because of social social justice. She wanted to you know commit to that, so she sat out last year. She also said that LeBron inspired her to do it because I believe it was a tweet 
that LeBron had made about, you know, you know, he wants to, you know, he wants to get some parties involved so they can, you know, somehow get the Atlanta dream because this is when like this is when all of that was being talked about. You know, it was being talked about while they went in the bubble and it intensified even more after the Georgia run after the after the Senate runoff in Georgia was taking place. And then especially it took place even more after she lost. So, you know, LeBron has sent out a tweet saying something about how um you know, he wants in on that, yada, yada, yada. And my name, my, my name, Renee Montgomery said that how LeBron basically influenced her to do it. And again, congrats to, to, to Renee Montgomery for that. This is a good look for her. Um, she was also, well, she's also um, a host on TMZ Sports. She does an amazing job with that. You know, I, you know, I catch it. Uh, every night when I come home from work, you know, it's always, you know, it's always on Fox Sports in my, in my house. So I was able to, I, I'm able to watch her almost every day. She does an amazing job there. And again, th 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 this is a good look. You know, this is a good look for her to be a minority, you know, and also a woman for that matter to now be able to own a WNBA franchise that's a good look that, that that that's a beautiful look and when I got the alert I was on cloud nine when I got it and again congrats to Renee Montgomery um but I can't just shout her out I gotta shout out you know the other two you know the other two parties because it's a three it's a, it's a three member ownership and the author, uh, it's also Larry got, got his Diener. Hopefully I'm saying his name right. He's a real estate investor. Okay. And Suzanne, a bear. Hopefully I'm saying both of their names, right? But those are the other two people that are a part of this ownership now of the Atlanta dream. So congrats again to Renee Montgomery. This is a beautiful look. Um, she also announced her retirement. So not only is she now a two-time champ, she is now a co-owner of a WNBA franchise. So Renee Montgomery, salute to you once again. You are the true definition of a boss lady. You are the true definition of a queen. And again, you know, you know also seeing Kamala Harris be the first uh female vice president uh a black one for that matter that also inspired her to wanna take that leap and you know become um a owner of a WNBA franchise so she absorbed all of these she soaked all these things in lebron inspired her kamala harris inspired her so so witnessing those two things she said you know what let me try to get involved with this and that's exactly what happened so renee montgomery again i can't say it enough congrats to you congrats to you that education that uconn worked very well for you worked very well for you uh she's she's still going to be a studio analyst for the atlanta hawks you know she's she, you know she's still gonna do that while she takes the co-ownership of the Atlanta Dream. But again, 
Renee Montgomery, congrats, congrats again. I cannot say it enough. Uh, so again, congrats to you on that. Beautiful queen. Congrats, congrats, congrats. And now, you know, the dream, you know, they can now transform and focus on the basketball court now. Because obviously, I'm quite sure last year, they couldn't really focus that much on basketball because of this. So now that that old hag is out of there, and now they got some new owners up in there, they can now just focus on basketball. So good luck to the Atlanta Dream this upcoming season. Not that much good luck because, of course, you know I want my boo Candace to win a championship. But that's neither here nor there. But, again, congrats to the Atlanta Dream on having a new owner. Congrats to Renee Montgomery on being that owner. And I'm eager to see how, how, how you handle that role as the owner of the Atlanta Dream in the WNBA. If you are a WNBA fan, you should be proud of this. You should be proud of this. If you are a woman, you definitely should be proud of this. If you are a minority woman, a black woman, a queen, you should really be proud of this. Anything's possible. Anything is possible. Now, let's get into some football talk. And that would be Mr. Russell Wilson. Um, it's... Is he out of Seattle? Because his agent said that how he has not asked for a trade, but if he was to be traded, there's four places that, you know, he would be interested in. But that's crazy if you ask me, because you can't say that you you can't say that your client hasn't asked for a trade, but then at the same token come back and say, oh, there's four teams he'll be interested in going in. For me, that's like being in a relationship with a chick saying, oh, no, I'm not cheating on her. But if I was, I'll pick this one, this one, this one, this one. Hey, it's going to raise some eyebrows there. You know what I'm saying? Just just say he's not. Just say that he's not looking to be traded and his commitment is with Seattle. Now, I can see the frustration from Russell, from Russell Wilson. I understand it. You know. He's been there for all these years, and all he wants is some better protection on the O-line, and he also wants to make personnel decisions. I have no problem with him wanting to feel that way because, again, he's been there for all this time. Then you factor in when the Legion of Boom was there. Russell Wilson was like a game manager when, he was, when the Legion of Boom was there. It was more so of the defense. Those two Super Bowls. Well, the one that they went to and the one that they won, that wasn't because of Russell Wilson. That was because of the defense. Russell Wilson was just the game manager. Everything was about the Legion of Boom and the defense. They leave all of these years later. All these years later, I think 2015 was probably the last year the Legion of Boom was fully together. Every year after that, Russell Wilson hold the fort, held the fort down. And they've made the playoffs all these years. Now, did they reach success like a Super Bowl? No. But they did make the playoffs, though. They did make the playoffs, though. So we got to give him credit for that. The last two years, he was in the MVP conversation. Am I right or wrong? Now, yes, 
that buzz fizzled out because of his performance, but he still was in the MVP conversation. So we got to take that into consideration. But now, again, he's frustrated. He's frustrated. And the crazy thing is this. He has three years left on his four-year deal. He just got an extension in 2019. 140 mil. Okay? Now, as much as I want to give him his props, I also got to critique him a little bit. This past season, he was sacked 47 times. Now, some of that, I will say, is on the O-line. But not all of it, Russell. Not all of it. Okay? Some of those plays were self-inflicted wounds. You're holding on to the ball too long. You're not getting rid of it. You're trying to be a hero when you could just throw the ball away and shit like that. Some of those sacks were on you. Okay? Some of them was on you. I'm not going to say all of them were on you. But some of those sacks were on you. So you can't blame your O-line for that. And then you threw them under the bus. You can't do you can't do shit like that. You cannot do shit like that when throw your teammates under the bus, let alone the O-line that protects you. So with that, when OTAs start, when training camp starts, if he was to even stay with the Seahawks, I don't even know how that relationship going to pan out after you threw your teammates under the bus. But only time will tell. But... In 144 games, this man has been sacked 400 times. That's crazy. That's crazy. But let's get to these four teams that he would give the green light to. The Chicago Bears. The New Orleans Saints. The Las Vegas Raiders. And unfortunately, the Dallas Cowboys. Now... If you look at those four teams, which team, I'm going to ask y'all before I give my opinion, which team do y'all think will suit him well? Which team do y'all think will suit him well? Now, I know some of y'all would say Chicago. Some of y'all would say Chicago. They got a, they got a top-shelf defense. They got some decent receivers. They got two good tight ends. I get all of that. But for me, the team that I see that he can flourish well with, and trust me, trust me, when I say this answer, I'm going to be shocked at myself when I say it. It's them damn Dallas Cowboys. It's them damn Dallas Cowboys because I'm looking at it like this. The Cowboys are already undercutting Dak Prescott as it is. They don't want to give him a long-term deal. They want to throw him, they, they, want, to, they want to throw the franchise tag on him. Cool. Okay? So it's crystal clear to me, I don't care what Jerry Jones says. He doesn't want Dak Prescott. Because if you wanted Dak, you would have been paid him. You had all these other players at your disposal, and you paid them. But for some reason or another, this young man, Dak Prescott, has not received his money yet. And to make it worse, he's injured. So now you got that. So now you got that to worry about. I'm 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 speaking of this as if I'm the Cowboys. You got Dak Prescott. You don't know if he's gonna be fully healthy to come back. It's expectations playing for the Dallas Cowboys. You're trying to win now. 
And now that Russell Wilson has already let it be known, well, he hasn't let it be known. His representation has let it be known that there's four teams that he's interested in going in. First of all, he has a no-trade clause. Let's get that out the way. But being that he has a no-trade clause, he could let them know the teams that he'll be interested to be in traded to. And again, it's already out there. The Raiders, Saints, Bears, Cowboys. I think the Cowboys would be the best fit for him. Now, that defense is abysmal. But they did make some improvements at the end of the season. So I'm going to give the Cowboys that. But when you think of that offense, they will have to shape up that O-line. This ain't the, this ain't the Cowboys from two, three years ago where they had the best O-line. They're not that, okay? But with those three receivers, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, you don't think they'll have a field day with Russell Wilson? Because, of course, let's just, let's, just compare the, let's just compare the quarterbacks. I like Dak. I don't love Dak. I like Dak. I'll take Russell Wilson over him any day. Any day. Any day. Who's the better thrower, especially down the field? It's Russell Wilson, and it's not even close. Look at all those look at, look at all them long touchdowns he's been throwing to um, Lockett these past few years. You don't think them Cowboys, them receivers, going to have a field day with that? Come on now. Come on now. You might have to throw a tight end. You might have to go get you a tight end for Russell Wilson because he, love, he, he loves throwing the football to them tight ends. But in my, in my opinion, I think the Cowboys will be the better fit for him out of all four of these teams if these trade talks are serious. This is just a hypothetical here because, again, he hasn't asked for a trade, but there are four teams he'll be interested in. So we're just playing games here. We're just touring around with this. But if I'm the Cowboys, I make this move. And then on top of that, you're paying less for him. Remember, Dak wants a max. He wants a max. Russell ain't going to get no max. He's going to be playing under his current contract. So, hell yeah, if you're the cow listen, if you're the Cowboys, you make this move. If you're the Cowboys, now if you're the Seahawks, do you make this move? That's the question. If you're the Seahawks, if you're Pete Carroll, you make this move because Pete Carroll, he wants to get the ball, he he wants to start running the ball like he did before. So, this is just my opinion. Now, let's flip it. I just said if I was the Cowboys, I would make this move. Now, let's play if I was Seattle. If I was the Seahawks, I don't know who the owners is. Now, my girl Melissa from Girl Chat Sports, if you listen to this, I want you to give me your opinion on my theory here, on my proposal. If I was just Seahawks. If I was just Seahawks. And I trade Russell Wilson, I want Dak, and I want Zeke. I want Dak, and I want Zeke, and I want a future draft pick. Melissa, tell me how you think about that.
when you listen to this episode, if you listen to this episode, if anyone in the podcast circle knows who she is, I just said her podcast, shout out to her and her girl Mo, her co-host from Girl Chat Sports with Mo and Mel, if any of y'all know her, shout her out, send her this episode, because I just shouted her out on here, and I wanted her opinion on that, because she's a Seahawks fan, a devoted Seahawks fan for that matter. But, yeah, that would be my proposal if I'm the Seahawks. Give me Dak, because y'all don't want him anyway. So give me Dak, give me Zeke, and I want some draft picks. That's how this deal goes into play. Now, I just gave y'all the football aspect on why this deal should go for Russell Wilson. I didn't even get to off the field. Oh, y'all thought I forgot about that? Oh, no, 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 no. Another reason why it's a good fit for the Cowboys. I mean, a good fit for Russell Wilson. Who's he married to? That would be Miss Sierra Harris. Now, we all know she's an entertainer. Now, yes, she hasn't dropped anything lately. But her brand can grow even more in Texas than it, than it ever could in Seattle. Now, it could grow even more in New York. But the Jets and Giants don't really got much to get for Russell Wilson. And again, he's not a free agent. If he was a free agent, it'd be different. But again, he this, this is a proposed trade. So these are the four teams that he's eyeing. You don't think her brand will expand in Dallas with Jerry Jones? Now, this is the one. Now, see, now this is the one thing where I'm going to give him his props. He's a screwed up, he's a smooth operator. He can talk like a motherfucker. He can talk his ass off. You don't think he will help Sierra expand her brand even more in Texas? Trust and believe. She will be in that skybox showing them legs, showing them thighs. Ooh, Lord have mercy. And then on top of that, expanding her brand even more in the state of Texas. And Russell Wilson already let it be known. He's scared to lose his wife. So if Sierra was to put it on him at night and say, baby, let's make this move to Texas. Try to get this trade to Texas. You don't think Russell Wilson going to do that? You don't think he going to do that? Trust and believe he will. Trust and believe he will. So, from a football standpoint and a brand standpoint, for him and Sierra, I think the best fit would be the Dallas Cowboys. And trust me, it pains me to say that. It pains me to say that because y'all know how much I hate the Cowboys. And y'all know how much I hate Jerry Jones. But I have to give... I have to be objective here. If you put Russell Wilson in that Dallas Cowboys uniform, they legitimately become contenders for the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they'll get there, but I'm just saying if you throw Russell Wilson in that uniform, forget, forget the division because they'll have that. Now you're talking about possibly being a threat to get to the Super Bowl. If you got Russell Wilson... He's a bona fide winner, obviously. And look what he's done all these years with Seattle. When he didn't have anybody. I mean, yeah, he has DK Metcalf. 
He has Lockett. So let me let me not say nobody, but he has some good receivers. But with those three guys for the Cowboys, whew, if you thought he was doing that with Seattle, what you think he'll do with these three receivers? Now, let's just say hypothetically, let's say Zeke does stay. But I'm just saying, if I'm Seattle, I'm asking for Zeke in return in that deal. I want Dak, Zeke, and future draft picks. I like Tony Pollard. Russell Wilson don't need no, 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 how can I say it? He don't need no top shelf running back. He don't need no top shelf running back. Because there's going to be times he's going to be running the ball anyway when he's scrambling. So I, I, I wouldn't mind Tony Pollard, you know, in the backfield. Or I'll throw this name out there. Adrian Peterson. Remember, he's not on a roster right now. He's from that area. He's a former Oklahoma Sooner. You don't think he would want to play in Dallas? If you throw Russell Wilson there, I can't believe I'm even lobbying names for the Cowboys. But, hey, I'm just being objective here, you feel me? But, yes, out of all four of those teams, I think the one that makes the most sense for Russell Wilson would be the Dallas Cowboys. But for y'all that's listening, tell me what y'all think. Tell me what y'all think. Tell me what y'all think when y'all listen to this episode. Okay, next on the Dow. Because, again, I told you, it's a short episode. This is not going to be a long one. Kevin Durant will be sitting out to after the All-Star break, which I kind of figured. I kind of figured that was going to be the case. I was just trying to figure out why it was taking so long to make the decision. With him being out of the All-Star game now, you need a replacement. And the replacement was Sabonis from the Indiana Pacers. Now, I will say this. He's very well deserving of this All-Star game. I'm not gonna, I, I, I am not going to sit here and say he doesn't deserve it. So please don't make it, so please don't think that. Okay, Indiana right now, they are tied for ninth, okay? Sabonis is averaging 21 points a game, 11 rebounds a game. So the numbers tell you he deserves to be in the All-Star game. My issue with this is this. The All-Star game is in Atlanta. Why would you not want a person that is playing for that franchise who is all-star worthy for that matter to not be a part of the team. That's my issue. I'm not saying, oh, just throw anybody from Atlanta on the team, on the all-star team. No, you have somebody on that. You have somebody that's playing for the Hawks that is balling his ass off. Forget the record. I get it. The Hawks is 14 and 19. Indiana's record is better. I get that. But this is an all-star game. So you want your all-stars out there. You cannot tell me 
that old Ice Trey Young is not an all-star. 27 points a game, he's almost averaging. Almost 10 assists, he is averaging. There is no way you can tell me that Trey Young is not an all-star. So this is me lobbying for Trey Young because he got screwed over for being a reserve. And then he got screwed over for being a replacement for Kevin Durant. He got screwed over from the original reserves because, again, I said this in my last episode. In my honest opinion, when I did my when I gave my when I gave my own picks, I did not pick two players from the Celtics. I only picked one. Now, yes, both of them were deserving. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They both deserve to be all-stars. But see, with me, I wasn't going to give it to both of them. There was no way I was giving it to both of them. Because with their record and with them being a disappointment, there was no way I was giving it to them. They was not getting two All-Stars. You only had to get one. So I gave it to Jason Tatum. Now, yes, he will be Kevin Durant's replacement in the starting lineup. Sabonis will come off the bench. Tatum will start. But Trey Young got snubbed. He got snubbed twice. Again, the All-Star game is in Atlanta. So you want somebody from that home team to be a part of the All-Star game. And the player is balling. I'm not saying you get somebody from, hypothetically, let's, let's, let's say, let me pick a place. Let's say the All-Star game will be in, damn, I'm trying to think. Let's say. I can't think right now, but the point is this. I'm not saying throw a 15-point-a-game player on the All-Star team and and that's where the All-Star game is hosted. No. Trey Young is balling, and it's in Atlanta. The player from that Atlanta team is killing and popular for that matter, so why not have him in the game? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, KSAP, big homie. Your podcast is simply ball dropping. Well, the NBA dropped the ball with this one because Ice Trey Young should have been an all-star. That's just my honest opinion. And I'm going to keep saying that. I'm going to keep I'm going I'm going to keep saying that. I think Ice Trey Young should have been an all-star. And nothing will change my mind with that. Nothing will change my mind with that. Now, before I go, I got one more thing I want to speak on. Well, two more things. Has anybody been hearing about the issue with Jeremy Lin in the G League? He has let it be known that how he has been called coronavirus while he's been in the G League. Jeremy Lin, he put out a a long a, a, a long post on Instagram. I'm I'm assuming this is Instagram. And I'm not going to read all of it, but I'm just going to, you know, read some of it. Being an Asian American doesn't mean we don't experience poverty and racism. Being a nine-year NBA veteran doesn't protect me from being called coronavirus on the court. Being a man of faith doesn't mean I don't fight for justice for myself and for others. So here we are again. Sharing how we feel. Is anyone listening? 
So Jeremy Lin is being caught coronavirus on the basketball court. Now, Jeremy Lin is not in the NBA right now. He's in the G League. And I think he's playing for the Warriors G League team, if I'm not mistaken. So he has been caught coronavirus. They are investigating it, and I'm hoping that they find the person or the persons responsible for this. But see, I'm going to take it a step further. And I was speaking to a good friend about this yesterday. We were speaking through text. And I want to be very, very clear on what I'm going to say here. Yes, it is racism in this country. Obviously, it's crystal clear. We all can see it. Stevie Wonder can see it. Blacks. Latinos. Listen, Asians, they're receiving it as well. There's one person that is highly responsible for, for the bulk of this racism in this country. Now, yes, my friend did have a point. She did have a point that everybody is responsible for their own actions. She is absolutely right. But there's one person that ignited all of this racism in this country, and that person just happens to be the former president. I'm not going to say his name. I'm just going to say the number, 45. Because for the four years that that man was in office, he did nothing but spew hate. Every chance he get, he spewed hate. And his disciples worshipped it. They treated this man like a god. So much that racism is at an all-time high now because of that man. I don't care what nobody says. It's because of that man that racism is at a whole nother level right now. When this coronavirus first popped off, what did that man kept saying? It came from China. It came from China. 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 So, you're, so what you're doing is you're igniting your disciples. You're tuning them up. You know how Shawn Michaels with the Sweet Chin music? This is for my wrestling fans. Tune up the band before Sweet Chin music. You saying it came from China, it came from China. coronavirus, it came from China. When you were saying that, you was tuning up your band to start messing with Asian people. And now it has ignited in the NBA now. Well, the G League. Because now we've got players taking shots at Jeremy Lin and calling him coronavirus. All because of your speeches, of you saying that coronavirus came from China. Jeremy Lin, I'm sorry that you got to deal with this. And I've, and, and, I've, and, I've, and I've paid attention to your story very well. I've paid attention to your story since he's been in the league. You know, I remember Lin Sandy with the Knicks. You know, I remember what he dealt with with the Lakers. I remember what he dealt with with um, the Hornets. I remember him being with Toronto, getting his championship. And then after that, no team wanting to sign him. He has to go to the G League, and now this happens. Just a shame. Just a shame. 
But it's racism everywhere. It's racism everywhere. It's just that some are undercover with their racism. But with this president, not the one we got now, not Biden, even though, listen, I'm not giving him a pass neither. I'm going to save that for another time. That's for another subject for another day. But for that last one, 45, his racism was off the wall. And what he did was he ignited people to come out with their racism. See, you got some people that are undercover racists. Then you got those that just, just don't give a fuck and will let the world know about it. That's what 45 was. And what he did was he ignited his blind witnesses to spread it to the masses. So whoever this player was or whoever these players was that did this to Jeremy Lin, that right there just tells me that not only were they Trump supporters, but they're also racist. That's all that tells me. That's all that tells me. So I hope the G League gets to the bottom of this. I hope they find the people that were doing this to Jeremy Lin. I hope they get fined heavily and suspended for this because this is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. I would have listen. I would listen. I would have. I would have. I would have. I, I, I would listen. I would have bashed out if somebody would have called the brother a nigga on 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 um. You know what I'm saying. I would have been upset with that if somebody would have called somebody a nigga in the game. I was upset with Montrez Harrell last year when he did the thing with Luca, punk ass white boy, like or bitch ass white boy, whatever it was that he said. I was upset with that, but. They was able to hatch it up. It was in the spirit of competition. You know what I'm saying? But see, this, this is not in the spirit of competition. That's not in the spirit of competition. There are some things that you can say, you know, competitive in the game of basketball or any sport. But calling somebody coronavirus, that's not being competitive. That's being racist. That's what that is. So again, the G League, I hope y'all find the person that's responsible for this. Hopefully y'all get to the bottom of this. Jeremy Lin, just keep doing what you're doing. I respect what you do on the court and off the court. So just keep it going. You know what I'm saying? That's, you, know, you, know, you, know, you know, that's all I can say. Don't let this discourage you. You are a wonderful human being. And again, like you said, you just want to do good for your people and others, what you're doing. So... Keep up the good work, Jeremy Lin. Don't let this discourage you. And uh, again, hopefully the G League gets to the bottom of this. And hopefully those clowns get fined heavily and suspended. So there you go. Now, before we go, y'all know I instituted this, this new segment before the end of every episode. I like to close out every episode with a top five Q&A. This one I had actually asked for help with. I had posted a post on Instagram in my IG story, Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast, on my personal page, Dre Day 1985. I said, give me a top five Q&A for this upcoming episode and the best one I will use. And I will shout you out. So... From my guy from Jacksonville, Darnell from the Playmakers blog. Wonderful podcast for that matter. Go check him out. 
He's on all streaming platforms as well. Darnell from the Playmakers blog. He also does Ram talk as well. I picked your question. And his question was top five underrated players in the league right now. So before I go, I'm going to give you all my top five underrated players. No particular order. Number five, I'm going to go with Fred Van Vliet. What he's doing in Toronto right now is nothing but amazing. And now that they're looking to trade or Kyle Lowry is somewhat in trade talks now, who knows, maybe, maybe Van Vliet may move up to the point. Because, again, like I said, Kyle Lowry is in a lot of trade talk right now. A lot of trade talk right now. Well, actually, Van Vliet starts. I'm bugging. What the hell am I talking about? <laughs> Van Vliet starting. I'm bugging. I'm bugging. But nonetheless, he's in a, he, nonetheless, he is one of my top five underrated players. Um, I think, listen, I think he doesn't get the fair share because he's light-skinned. But no, I can't even say that because Steph Curry gets all the praise. But he ain't no Steph Curry. But all right, Fred Van Vliet, he's my underrated player right now. One of my underrated players. Number four, I will go with Jordan Clarkson. For this season, Clarkson is killing. I don't know if, listen, listen, I know Utah don't get that many games televised on TV. And listen, I don't watch them as much. But when they are on TV, if I'm not working and I'm home, I'm tuned in. Listen, Clarkson is in, he's in contention for six men of the year. He's in, he, he, he's in that discussion. He's averaging 18 points a game. He's getting busy with Utah on that bench. My only question is, where was this energy with the Lakers? Where was this energy with Cleveland? Who know, like, who, like, 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 who knows? Sometimes playing with iconic players, you can't be yourself. You can't really show your game because you're playing with two iconic players. Maybe that's what it was. Now he's playing in Utah. There's no iconic players there. Now he could just be himself. And he's killing shit in Utah. We got to give him props. So, yeah, he's my underrated player. Number three, I am going to go with that young boy from OKC, Shea Alexander. He's my underrated player. He's number three on my underrated list. Very underrated. But being that he's playing in OKC, of course he's not going to get the exposure that he deserves. But he is my underrated player. Number two, De'Aaron Fox. Now, in my most recent episode, or maybe the episode before that, I had De'Aaron Fox as an all-star. But Chris Paul got it. Deservingly so. But I just felt like with the season that De'Aaron Fox is having, and yes, Utah is, I mean, Sacramento is 13-20. and 20. I get all of that. But he's playing at an all-star level this season, and I felt like he should be an all-star. Okay? Don't kill me. Number one, Malcolm Brogdon from Indiana. So those are my top five underrated players in the NBA 
right now. Number one, Malcolm Brogdon. Number two, De'Aaron Fox. Number three, Shea Alexander. Number four, Jordan Clarkson. And number five, Fred Van Vliet. Those are my top five underrated players. So Darnell from the Playmakers blog, thank you for the question. Like I said, go check him out on the Playmakers blog. He is streaming on all platforms. Now, Playmakers is with a Z at the end, not S. Playmakers blog. There you go. It's a wrap for this episode. It is time for me to go. Uh... Thank y'all for y'all support. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. I am streaming on all platforms that you get your podcast, except Tidal. Um, y'all can also check me out on both my Instagram pages, Dre Day 1985, Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. I also have a podcast page on Facebook. Just hit the like button, Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast, obviously. Twitter, Dre Day 1985, and Facebook, my personal page, Dre Day. So again, thank y'all all for y'all support. Keep it going, keep it flowing. And in closing, y'all know how this goes. This has been another episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Episode 193 is over. Catch y'all on the flip side. God bless. Peace and love. Your boy is out of here. Peace. Yo, 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 I'm back. Y'all thought I was done. Nah, you know how when you watch movies and before the credits come, there's always some extra thing at the end. Like take Fast and the Furious, for example. Sometimes the movie be over, but you got to stick around for something crazy before the credits. You know what I'm saying? Before the official credits. Well, that's what this is. There's two more things I want to speak about real quick. And it's not that much. Probably about a good extra three, five minutes of your time. Kobe Bryant, the Black Mamba, it's time to make this man the logo. Jerry West has already signed off on it, and he's already the logo. He's been saying this since, I want to say, what, 2016 or so, that he wouldn't mind not being the logo no more. And then, unfortunately, with Kobe passing, he gave his blessing to make the logo Kobe Bryant. So it's time to make it happen. Kyrie Irving, keep talking that shit. Keep talking that shit, my man. Keep letting it be known. Apply that pressure. You know what I'm saying? Keep applying that pressure. Uncle Drew. See, this is the one time I actually agree with you. You know, some of the things you've been saying this season wasn't really rocking with you. But on this one, I agree with you. You said it yourself. It needs to happen. I don't care what anyone says. Black Kings built the league. Kobe was a king, black king for that matter. And then with him ultimately not being with us no more, I think that's more of a reason on why the logo needs to be him. That Mamba mentality, you know what I'm saying? You put it on the court every single day, blood, sweat, and tears, that Mamba mentality. Uncle Drew, you absolutely right. It is time for Kobe Bryant to now be the logo of the National Basketball Association. Now, I got one more thing to speak on. <sighs> this, 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 uh, Zalatan, whatever his name is, he's a soccer player, famous soccer player. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, okay? He was critical on LeBron James, talking about how, you know, 
players and being involved in politics. This is what he said. LeBron James is phenomenal at what he's doing. But I don't like it when people with some kind of status and they do politics at the same time as what they're doing. I mean, do what you're good at. Shut the fuck up forever. That's what I got to say to you. Because in past time, we've had players, legends, icons, step out of their realm to do politics and did amazing things with it. Or they, or, or they spoke with other issues outside of basketball. Take Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, for example. Take Bill Russell, for example. Take Jim Brown, for example. Muhammad Ali, for example. Now you got LeBron James, and now you got all these other people. So sometimes it ain't just shut up and dribble. Sometimes it ain't just shut up and box. Sometimes it ain't just shut up and swing a baseball. You know, you want to, you know, speak on, you you also want to talk about other things. If you want to just stick to your sport and that's kick a ball, fine, you can do that. But just because you do it doesn't mean LeBron's going to do it. And it's clear he ain't going to do it because he speak on politics. He does amazing things for his community. He's going to speak on things that he see that's not going on correctly in this country. Accept it. Just because you ain't doing it doesn't mean he ain't got to do it. This is why we revere him the way he the way we do. I mean, I don't call him king, but I have the ultimate respect for LeBron James. If you want to just stick to your sport and shut up and kick, go ahead. You do that. But LeBron ain't going to shut up and dribble. It's like his hashtag, more than the athlete. He's more than the athlete. He's an ambassador. He's an icon. He's a legend. And more importantly than that, he's a black man. So if you got an issue with that, take it up to yourself. Take it up with yourself. LeBron's going to do what he do and that be that. All right. Now it's time for me to go. It's time for me to bounce. Just want to throw that little bonus thing in here. To everyone out there, God bless. Peace and love. Your boy is out of here. Episode 193 is officially over. Catch y'all on the flip side. Peace.